You are listening to Nexus, a 15-minute career conversation where any topic is fair game to help you create meaning in your career. Stay tuned for this episode's Nexus idea. Hey, Patrick, how are you today? Hey, I am doing great. How are you doing? I am a well. Gator Nation, we have Patrick here, and I'm going to let him introduce himself to you um, in just a bit. But I, before I do that, I want to say welcome. Welcome back to our previous listeners. And if you are new, welcome to the tribe. Um, Nexus is a 15-minute unscripted career conversation that we host with staff of FC3 along with alumni. And we happen to have a special guest, Patrick, today, who serves as a Gator career consultant with the, the C3, meaning he is an alum that is willing to give back and share of his expertise um, and his time and experience to help you all grow. So um, Patrick, I'm gonna turn it over to you so you can introduce yourself so that our listeners can get to know you on a more personal um, level. So take it away. Yeah, my name is Patrick O'Keefe. Um, in my day job, I'm Director of Customer Success for Antidote. Uh, we work with political campaigns, churches, nonprofits, um, helping them with their fundraising. So their online fundraising. Mm-hmm. So I have um, you know, the, the fun uh, daily activities of talking to customers, doing customer education, um, some sales stuff, but, but doing a wide range of things. You know, I've been connected to the university for, for quite a bit now. Um, I got my master's in web design uh, in the College of Journalism and Communications through the online program. Mm-hmm. And then um, a little bit after that, um, Dr. Weigold actually approached me and said, hey, we want to do something in politics. So I've been involved with the political communication program uh, for the last four or five years. Um, and I'm now an adjunct lecturer. So I teach um, in two, two classes. So I am both an alum uh, and I am also a faculty member, which is fun. So. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Thanks for sharing. So we normally start off our Nexus um, episodes with an icebreaker just to kind of get to know you in a different light. And so my icebreaker question to you, Patrick, and you can go either way on on this, but my icebreaker question is cookies or chips? Where do you So, So while I do love the whole cookies, uh, the, the healthy sort of protein cookies, I do have to say chips. I've been okay. like hooked lately on like salt and pepper chips. So I think like the kettle, salt and peppers. Yeah, so that's like my daily go-to. I'm, I'm kind of boring when it comes to food. So I tend to eat the same, you know, lunch every day. And, mm-hmm. and among that is the salt and pepper chips. Um, and I'm hooked on them. So I definitely have to go with with chips right with now. Anyway. Chips, with chips. And you said a daily occurrence. So I think that might be- It's a daily, I know it's dangerous. <laughs> you know, I, I've been trying to go to the gym because of salt and pepper chips and they can get to you. But, wow. but that's been my go-to lately. I have not had the salt and pepper chips, but like you, I, I am very simple. I, I think if you were give me an option between chips and cookies, I too would go for chips. But I'm a Lay's original type of- Okay. Just get me the yellow, pa- the yellow packet. I don't need the oven baked. Just give me the classic Lay's original <laughs> and I am happy. You know, I recently moved um, from Maryland down to Daytona Beach, Florida. And one thing I do miss about Maryland is Uts. If anyone's from Pennsylvania or Maryland or Atlantic, the brand Uts, phenomenal, like really? best chips I've ever had. So it's really? the only thing I do miss. I'm very happy with Publix, you know, pub subs, very happy to have those again. <laughs> but, but you know, missing the Uts, you know, I'll take Publix. Publix definitely worth it, but definitely recommend anyone in Atlantic, Uts chips are pretty yeah. on point. So. Now, are they rich or are they like the, sh- the smooth chip? 
so they, they have both like you know the ruffles they're the best ruffles so that's, mm -hmm. that's like their, their go-to like the ruffle sour cream and onion not usually big sour cream and onion but those are go-to but mm -hmm. but they're all their chips are good okay I mean, so uts uts are definitely you know you go to any like you know grocery store gas station definitely something you got to try if you're ever in the you know maryland pennsylvania area all right okay so you heard it he plugged it so now we got to go find it y'all <laughs> that's great so um we're gonna go jump right into our nexus conversation and i have here you all don't see it but it is a box and i'll try and shake it so you y'all hear that i actually have words in here and i'm gonna pull one out and i'm gonna see if i can get patrick to read it over because we're webcamming right now and hopefully it's not <laughs> It's not upside down, but it says teamwork. 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 That is our word, teamwork, people. And this is a competency that we, oops, I don't want to put it back in the box. I put it back in the box, y'all. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be talking about this word twice next time we have it. But I just took it out. So it's all good. So teamwork is a competency that we talk a lot, lot about here at the C3, but I am interested to hear from you, Patrick, do you currently work on a team, large, small? How, how is your work environment? Yeah, so so our company is, is somewhat small, you know, we're 25 employees. Um, I manage a team, you know, right now it's, it's one person under me and then we have sometimes seasonal employees and things like that. Um, and I, I frequently work with other teams. So in our mm -hmm. teamwork, it's often uh, different teams working together, you know, so I'll work with our product team and marketing or customer service. Um, and have a lot of communication that way. So that's probably the most involved on, on the teamwork side um, that, that I do on a day-to-day -day basis that that's pretty, you know, that gets pretty involved. So I can, it'd be safe to say that you are a teamwork extraordinaire because not only are you managing the team, but you're interdisciplinary, I guess, with all these different teams within the organization, I'm assuming outside of the organization. What makes teamwork work? I say teamwork makes it work. What makes it work? <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it depends. I think one thing that I've found recently that's very important is defining who takes ownership over something mm. um, and, and, you know, and balancing workload that way. So I have found, you know, obviously it's getting an understanding of within your scope um, what you own and, and what maybe somebody else does and then items that are maybe, you know, kind of in between, mm. um, making sure you balance the workload. So I, I found that to be the most challenging. And, and the reason I say that is sometimes um, some people will, will not delegate enough. So they'll take ownership over things that are not in their area. Mm -hmm. and, and not only does that become a problem because they get overloaded with work or, or it just becomes too much and, and the company can't take on as many things, but also sometimes it upsets people where that maybe should be in there sort of, you know, guys. And they think, well, they're kind of stepping on my toes, right? Mm -hmm. So it's very important to look at any activity and understand um, who takes ownership over it. And then within that, just because they take ownership though, does not mean your team isn't involved with it, right? So it's getting an understanding that, hey, this task is owned by this team, but they may need to come to me and say, hey, um, we need this customer statistic or we need this customer story, right? So marketing might have this program they're doing, and I'm not the one that's you know, organizing the ad buys or creating the content calendar, but if they come to me and say, hey, we don't have the expertise, we don't work with the customers, I need this from a customer, I then need to understand, okay, they're the sort of manager of this project. I'm gonna go with them on that, or vice versa, right? That I go and I have a task manager and a project management, you know, software I use and say, okay, this is what our team's working on. Well, I need reporting to go get me this report so then I can do this with our customers. So it's just getting an understanding of who owns a project, um, who else is working on it, and then balancing the workload from there. 
So I want to talk to you. You mentioned two things that I, I think are, are important. Um, thank you for that whole idea of ownership, because I know that I have seen that on many projects of who, whose job is it to move something forward. Um, and I know that can create a lot of duplication of work, too, if you don't do that um, at the beginning to kind of figure out like who owns something. But um, I, you talked about communication being key earlier. So what are some tips that you would um, maybe share with people who are engaging in or just at the beginning stages of, of their team formation um, to make sure that they are maybe having that conversation about ownership, but other areas as well? What are some key things? Yeah. I mean, I think a couple of things that are very helpful just in terms of team building and, and understanding the team you're working within too is understanding people's style. So I've, mm. I've worked with employees who really need to be managed, right? They, they need to be micromanaged a little bit and they work better that way. And I have other people who just get massively annoyed, right? If somebody's over their shoulder. So it's an understanding where the team is there, I think is a good starting point. Mm -hmm. Some things that, that we've seen recently that's been useful is adopting a project management software. Mm. Um, you know, we, we use ClickUp. Um, with, with Antidote on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, there's other software, Asana, Trello, okay. yes. you know, Microsoft Teams. I mean, there's a bunch of different pieces of software. We just found ClickUp works the best for us um, after evaluating a lot of different uh, pieces of software. And the reason that works well is I can create a task and then I can create subtasks and then subtasks on subtasks, mm -hmm. which is nice because then I can say, okay, my team owns this task, but I need reporting to do this piece and I need marketing to do this piece. So I can, I can assign those to them, type in notes, type in comments, task descriptions, and they make it very clear about what I need. And then the other thing that's cool is then they can see what everyone else is working on. So they're not just like, well, they're just giving me busy work. They understand how their piece in the puzzle fits everybody else's. So, you know, when you use that for management pieces and then doing weekly one-on-ones, I found to be very useful too. So if you do have teams that consistently work on projects together, having a weekly sit down meeting, you know, we do it over Zoom. I mean, our, mm -hmm. our team's fully remote. So we all work from home mostly. Um, having that weekly one-on-one, -on -one, um, so individuals, right? Talking about their priorities or other teams. If you're working on a project across multiple teams, having a regular one-on-one -on -one about it is very useful as well for, for prioritizing and making sure everyone's on the same page. Um, mm -hmm. It's just consistent communication, obviously, is really the big key. And then if at any point you feel like the ball is not moving forward or there's some sort of lapse of communication, it's just coming in and coming in with an open mind. Um, biggest thing with teamwork is trying, you know, not to create conflict, right? So even when conflict needs to occur because things need to change, it's all about, okay, how are we gonna fix this? You know, anything that happened in the past, it happened in the past, what can we now do moving forward so this isn't a problem in the future? So I think that sort of forward thinking attitude, a lot of times people wanna, you just sort of rehash past battles, especially if mm -hmm. there's there's sort of tension there. It's just saying, look, this is what we need to accomplish. What are we gonna do moving forward to do that? I think that's something that's really important too. And probably the most important part of teamwork, you know, is, is trust. People within the team trusting each other that things are gonna get done. And if there is a problem, you know, addressing it in a respectful manner um, is, is very important. Let's so that's talk, what I found yeah. to work well. Let's talk about, about that. Because that was like my mm -hmm. second thing is that when you work with people, you know, we don't always agree <laughs> all the time. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we disagree on big things, sometimes small things. Um, but when you introduce people into the mix, feelings get into it. Um, I love that you talked about trust. Talk to me a little bit about 
just managing the emotions that come along with teams and maybe what are some like ground rules that you should set for yourself to make sure that you are developing trusting uh, relationships? I, I think, um, especially in smaller organizations, people tend to not want process, right? Not want systems and process and systems can definitely go too far, right? You don't want to be doing something just to do it or just because the process says so. But sometimes then those can help putting guidelines to, to help ensure that people are moving in the right direction. I think that's mm -hmm. definitely helpful in getting buy-in early on. So, you know, I'll do a sit down, you know, let's say with, with somebody who works on my team and say, here's a list of things we need to do. Um, what do you, what are you interested in? What are you not? Bottom line is the work has to get done, but it's, it's coming in with that sort of collaborative mentality mm -hmm. um, where, hey, we're working together on this. These are the items that we have. And, and I think just sort of that, that constant communication, you know, there are occasionally going to be culture fit issues. And when those arise, it's just having honest conversations. Mm -hmm. I think in many ways, people, you know, don't want to address the awkwardness, right? Yeah. And, and sometimes you, you need yeah. to. Yeah. And sometimes you need to. And I found in the past with teams, like sometimes it is culture fit. You might be better off saying, hey, do we want to see if this can be fixed? If it can't, you know, we'll keep working. You keep doing the work you're doing, but maybe this isn't the right fit for you. You know, maybe you should well rework the team or maybe you should, you know, maybe this company's not the right fit for you, right? this organization, you know, but I think a lot of people, instead of addressing it, they let the tension get so high and to the point that somebody just feels like I'm just going to leave that for two weeks to leave, you know, and I think that's kind of something that that's not ideal, you know, and, and I found it's very avoidable, you know, and mm -hmm. issue anytime recently, you know, within my organization and teams and things like that. Yeah. But I think, I think addressing it and, and coming in and saying, okay, how can I work around this? Right. So, you know, I, I think, you know, we had this recently with, with, you know, with UF, you know, and trying to standardize some things, you know, which are very, I think is a great move. And I, I applaud Dr. Prop and our team for doing that, but obviously it changes some things we need to do. So I approached it and said, Hey, what is the template? What can I work with? What can't I work with? Let me explain what I can't work with and see if there's a solution within this template. And if there's aren't, then we'll work together on finding, you know, whatever the solution is. I, I think a lot of times people go in with a single set mindset that, hey, it needs to be done this way. And I think instead it should be, what is the solution you hope to get, right? Yeah. So we deal with this a lot of times with larger customers where the customer's like, well, I do it this way. And it goes, well, is that the most efficient way to do this? Can we change it? Maybe we can't. But let's have the conversation about how to do that. So I, I think those are some things that are that are helpful, and you can really only do that like getting on a call with them, right? And, and especially face to face. I find face to face a lot of times works a lot better than than emails, you know, to yeah. break down some of these barriers. Yeah, and it, it's interesting because I know I'm guilty of this as well. Is you know the I don't do this much as in a professional environment in regards to text, but the email you get so in, inundated with all the things that sometimes an email just seems like let me just get this thought out the way and send it. But there are times when, especially when you're with your team, that you need to just have some dedicated time to talk um, and and face to face over Zoom, which I guess you put it on a schedule. That's the other huge recommendation I have: put it on a calendar. You yeah. know, like the weekly time, like with with both you know my superior and the people who work under me. I have a weekly one-on-one -on, -one on the calendar that is a simply consistent every week. Even if we have nothing to talk about, right? It's like, okay, we're good. It can be done in five minutes, right? So it doesn't need to be long. But having that, I find a lot of times things get brought up and, and it makes things run so much smoother and, and there's less, you know, tension there if there if there is any at that point. Mm -hmm. So great tips, great tips. Mm -hmm. um, so talking about 
when I'm, I'm sure we have students, I know I've, I've been in this scenario, you've probably been in this scenario where you are the newbie on the team. So the team is already existing and has that culture, it has that flow, and here comes new addition. Um, can you probably, can you share maybe an experience you may have had with that and how you approached it or any recommendations you have, you have for others who may be in that situation? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the biggest thing that when you go in, um, to a situation like that is understanding everyone's role, you know, understanding their personality, um, getting to know them. So just, you know, I, I just sent, you know, we use Slack, I send simple Slack messages just to get to know people mm -hmm. and kind of their personality, their interests, things like that. Those kind of things are very helpful. The one pitfall I would definitely say is be careful of, of sort of the cheese right? Of sort of the, uh, the office talk, you know, look, there are going to be people, they might genuinely like each other, but they crack jokes, right? And things like that. Yeah. Sometimes new people, you know, they, they might not fully understand everything that's going on or they might get too ingrained and like get opinions and things like that. It's like, look, just go in, do your job, understand your role, you know, get to know everybody. Don't give a lot of opinions, you know, or, or don't necessarily take everyone's opinion and kind of just soak things in from there. Um, you're just sort of, you know, go in as a team player until you get in well enough for you to understand, okay, here's some gaps, here's where I might be able to help. Um, I think when you first start out as the new person, you know, you want to show and make helpful suggestions, but, but you know, don't want to create a ton of waves um, until you have a full understanding of the entire picture and where things are going and things like that, I think would be, would be my suggestion. You know, um, this woman that works underneath me, I think she did a phenomenal job at that. You know, the first six months, um, she went to different departments. She learned from different departments. You know, mm -hmm. she did, you know, basically kind of what I told her with different ones now. And now she's at a point, almost at the one year point where, you know, I can just hand something off to her and she just does it and she understands her role and she'll be like, hey, can I take on this? And, and it's at that point, right? But I think she got to that point because she was just very much a team player. You know, when, when things came up, she, she worked well with us and it was a good culture fit, you know? And I think that's a good example too, because um, she was maybe, I think when we hired her, she was maybe six months um, after her undergrad and she was just starting a grad program and she's finishing up, you know, she's working on her grad program right now um, and working with us full time. So I think that's a really good example, you know, cause she is somebody who came in more junior level. And I think she just did a great job in, in integrating herself. But that would be my biggest thing is I've seen people where, you know, they, they feel like they're part of the team a little bit too much too soon. And they're like, we're trying to ingratiate you into the team, but be careful. Cause there's always going to be that weird inner office stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's always going to happen. And it doesn't mean those people don't like each other. So don't take it too far. Just somebody expressing their frustration or just trying to get to know you. So that would be my biggest thing is just try to really get to know everybody and understand all the different pieces before okay. you weigh in too much or, you know, get into it. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like ease. <laughs> Don't ease your, your way ease into your way it. In. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So we are, I'll tell you, 15 minutes goes by really, really quick. It does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think what would be good to hear from you is another like mm -hmm. icebreaker question. So we're going to close with the icebreaker because we can. It's Nexus. I wrote it. So we could do that. So my icebreaker question to you, Patrick, is beyond the Gators, beyond the Gators. Who's your favorite team? For what sport? Professional? I mean, what are we talking about here? Yeah, I mean, you can go wherever you want. So you could go professional. You could pick. I mean, there's so many sports out there. So, <laughs> you know, I, I still have to say it's the Boston Red Sox. So my dad grew up in, in you know, in New England and, uh, and, and sort of got me into that early. You know, I grew up in Maryland, but, but 
you know, so I, I do follow a lot of Maryland teams, you know, Baltimore mm-hmm. Ravens, unfortunately, you know, they, they have a great season, but, you know, towards the end, but, you know, losing the playoffs, but, you know, I always follow, I follow a lot of different sports. I would say the Red Sox are probably my number one. Um, the other one I follow is, is FIU undergrad. So I, mm-hmm. school, so, you know, well, just I like I recommend. I, I don't know. Well. You might have to repeat that because you went out after you said FIU. So I don't know. If- <laughs> <laughs> Repeat that one more time for me. You know, yeah. So my so FIU, I did my undergrad at FIU. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I still follow FIU sports. University of Florida is a little more successful, so I, I will say, you know, I, I tend to follow uh, UF sports a little bit more just because yeah. it's a little more fun. Skaters. <laughs> Thank you so much, Patrick, for um, spending time with us today. It was a pleasure. You gave tons of nuggets. I know our listeners will um, have some stuff to mull over the next time that they are approaching um, a team to get involved. We know that that's something that you, you can't avoid in this day and age um, in your uh, career journey. So best of luck to you. Know that the Career Center is here. Uh, listeners to help you navigate those career challenges and um, yeah stay connected thank you so much Patrick yeah thank you (laughs) take care